0: what's up everybody hope you guys all had a fantastic thanksgiving weekend i know we did yep. you're watching pat's interference live on twitch college football podcast and uh we've got a lot to talk about this week compared to most weeks i'm patrick brickman he's patrick norwood howdy Buddy, how was your, uh, before we get into the football, how was your Thanksgiving weekend?
1: Dude, Thanksgiving was lovely. Again, the monitor's going off, so we know we're live. Um, no, Thanksgiving was really, really good. It was, uh, it was good to see mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you I, were in Franklin, right? I was. I was. I hate that I didn't get to watch the Iron Bowl. Terrible traffic on the way down there. Mm-hmm. Eight and a half hours. You mean the Egg Bowl? Uh, I didn't get to watch the Iron Bowl with them. I didn't get didn't to watch, watch the Iron Egg Bowl, Bowl, Bowl with, with them. them. Okay. Um, and the Egg Bowl was lackluster this year. It was an uh, Egg Bowl. But it was a lackluster egg pole.
0: Yeah. We didn't get what we wanted. There was, there was no fights. It wasn't high scoring like nobody, it normally is. Yeah. Nobody
1: peed like a dog. None of that happened.
0: doesn't matter. We had a lot of other great football from the we other had, rivalry uh, games. But shout
1: out mom and dad though. It was a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, tell
0: me more about Franklin.
1: Eight and a half hour drive took 11 hours to get down there.
0: Yeah, I figured. And, and it was a little bit of bad Sucked. weather too. Went, in our uh, and yep. the rain slowed everything down.
1: Yep. Went and saw Napoleon. It was fun. It was fine.
0: I didn't know that was a movie until you told me you went to see it on Saturday. Yeah, it was alright. It was right.
1: Uh, Thanksgiving was great. Mom and Dad cooked. I mean, they're yeah, they're the best. The goats, gold medal, platinum, all that. Uh, Yeah, and then we came back and uh, we were here Friday night and then Saturday was rivalry day.
0: Rivalry, rivalry day. Day. Um, I had a good one too. Yeah, I had a. We went to Lexington uh, where MC's family lives and. it was nice, you know. They're they they're, they're a good crew. Uh, those sharps out there, and, and they were they welcomed me in. They they brought me in. They were wonderful cooks. The food was fantastic. Yep. The the company the the conversations was really good. And then
1: you're not gonna get better
0: than Mickey and Beth. You really don't. You honestly, you just don't get better than Mickey. Honestly, and Honestly, they're Sharp, great dude. people. And then and, and uh, her brother Sam was there, which was fun. Yep. Um, I got to spend some time with Sam, and he got we got to watch some UNC basketball together. They nice. were so gracious. Let me, they let me watch some of the, uh, or all of, as much as I wanted, of the Dolphins-Jets game on Friday. So That was a fun game for you? It was a fun game for me.
1: Uh, you've got a comment in here, Seahawks hoodie question mark.
0: Yeah, so this is, uh, I bought this for $5 at some, like, you know when they do those, um, like, uh, vintage mm. clothing sales? Mm-hmm. But I went out to one of those, and, uh, you know, there's the $5 bins that people just pour on the floor. And yeah, I just, they, they just
1: huck stuff. Over. I was like, hey, that's
0: a... Like a good quality Seahawks hoodie in my size, so yeah. I gave them a crisp five. And, and it was the first true cold day in North Carolina today, too, so I went hoodie all day. Good on you.
1: Yeah, and we also have matching socks on today. We
0: do, and this was Unplanned. not on purpose. Unplanned. Uh, I didn't even know that we... I mean, I didn't know until probably later that we both got these socks separate. I got these as a gift for my boss. I don't know where you got yours.
1: Uh, Jade bought these for me on Bourbon Street New Orleans.
0: The funny thing is, you know, I work for the fire department, and these are dumpster fire socks, but my, my boss actually didn't understand, like, she didn't get why I laughed when I opened them. I yeah. mean, they're dumpster fire socks. She didn't, I don't think she got the, uh... She just saw the fire and got excited. And got excited, which she's also got me other fire socks. Hey, but, shout
1: out Durham FD. Hey, uh, water your trees. Mm-hmm. Water your real tree.
0: <laughs> That's right. PSA, if you have a real tree in your house, you got to water it. you got to water those, it. They burn faster than newspaper, and they, they burn
1: hot. They burn so hot. They can burn on your whole house. So water your tree, please. Please okay. water your tree. Uh, let's get into it, because we've already got a great comment. Brandon, FSU, a good four question mark.
0: Um, yeah, we're going to get into FSU. I think... Let's, I'm going to pull up the rankings. I think quick, this okay? is the week I would have moved Florida State down, just because... The rankings are weird. Um, oh, I actually pulled this up. Okay, so if you guys are uh, new to the podcast, while we talk college football, we play NCAA 14. A little quick update. We're at Alabama, we're 3-0. I'm just going to go ahead and start this game, We've, and we'll start talking college football.
1: Yeah, so here's our rankings so far. Uh, it is Georgia, Michigan, Washington. Moves up to that third spot after Ohio State lost. Right. You have Florida State in at the 4. This is my first
0: time seeing these. These yep. just dropped like... 20 minutes to go. Probably. Oregon
1: at the five, Ohio State six, Texas seven, Bama eight, Mizzou nine, Penn State ten. Ten state.
0: It's a tough year for rankings, man. Uh, So that's
1: interesting. I probably would put Oregon ahead
0: of Florida State at this point. I, I would.
1: I don't know. Um, I don't really know whether or not. That being said, they have one loss and Florida State doesn't, so maybe that's their reasoning. Oregon's playing,
0: like, the best team in the country right now. They are. I I just wanted that to be said. I I think that they're the best team in the country right now. Yeah,
1: and I I don't think that they're really going to struggle with Washington. We'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. Um, FSU, a good four. No, I don't think so. Like we just said, I think Oregon's a better four. I think FSU's a great team. I think they walked into the swamp and took care of business on a Saturday night, which not a lot of people can say. Shout-out, Tennessee. Um... So, I, yeah, I mean, they, they took care of business. They're undefeated, I I guess. I guess they're four, but yeah, I I'm just, just I would rather see an Oregon there or, you know, somebody else.
0: I don't want to penalize them for losing their quarterback, obviously.
1: <laughs> well, that's but part of the game.
0: Eye test does matter right now, and so do injuries. So we'll just, I mean, I don't want to, I actually didn't plan this podcast getting too much into that nitty-gritty because everything will be answered on Saturday. Yeah. That we need to be answered, that can be answered at this point. Yeah,
1: for sure, for sure. um. Let's yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about the big one
0: that I think a lot of people are. Yeah, we're not Just we're not burying about. the lead today. We're uh, starting Iron Bowl and uh, spending a lot of time on it.
1: Bama twenty-seven, Auburn twenty-four. That game actually could have probably been Bama thirty-three, Auburn twenty-four, had on Arnold not stepped out on the terrible read. Yeah, I was. Um, had on Arnold not stepped out of the three, stepped out. I still am not convinced he did, um, but. Obviously, that's not the big storyline. Uh, Jalen Milrow with a fourth and goal from the 31, heave ho, to Isaiah Bond in the back corner of the end zone after a comedy of errors from Alabama. Are you more worried about them than you were, or are you just happy they escaped?
0: Oh, it's a. Ha- I mean, it's the Iron Bowl. Okay. I think. I think most Alabama fans are of that. Yeah, we would have liked to see the rush defense not give up that many yards, especially pre-Georgia, but. With as sweet as it all came down to be, I don't care about any of it. I don't care about any of that minutia. I don't. They, they, I, okay, I'll, I'll even go this far. I have secretly, maybe not even so secretly, I'm pretty open about it. I've wanted that kind of win for Alabama, the miracle win, the lucky win. Alabama doesn't get the lucky win usually. They get lucky in games, but that, that type of just like, like hallmark rivalry, luck, win, like a kick six, yeah. like it, any of those that you yep. can give a name to. I'd never experienced that before as an Alabama fan. That was sweet.
1: So, uh, where does this rank as far as, like, quote-unquote Bama moments? So, like, uh, now, this is where we're going to kind of get into the weeds here. Sure. Because there's a lot of moments that you weren't a fan for, Right, I wasn't even a fan for, that are... Technically larger in the scope... Oh, for sure. ...of Alabama history. For sure. I assume you just want to take this from... Basically the same fandom. era. Yeah, yeah, basically the same so era. So let's say 07.
0: You know, modern era football, you could throw in. I mean, if you are an older person that wants to put in the 92 championship, fine. But... Uh, yeah. I mean, that's... that would, uh,
1: 92 championship would probably be Langham's strip sack. Right. Or strip from behind. But I wasn't rooting for Alabama you, at the time, so... Yeah, you didn't. That's not you. Mm-hmm. Um... So I would say, oh gosh, that's such a great question. Um, second and twenty-six is obviously first. Anytime you win, an that's number title, one for me. Yes, number one. Um, you're gonna you. Ugh. you're gonna be hard pressed to find another game that's this important. Maybe, maybe just because of what it meant. Jalen Hurts run against Georgia in twenty eighteen in the SEC. And you title. were there, I think, for that yes, one, right? Yes, yeah. that makes I was. sense. And twenty twelve SEC title. AJ McCarron's pass to Amari Cooper in the SEC title. Right. Um, among those, I think you could also include Yeldon's screen pass touchdown
0: against LSU in 2012. Mm-hmm.
1: But I think and any
0: national championship win, you know, uh, if you but, just really have to not like a that team. moment, right? Yeah, maybe guess. the on. I guess kick, yeah. I guess we need to say it's a play.
1: So maybe the onside kick. But I mean, just as far as regular season is concerned, this is number one. Mm-hmm. So no championships, nothing. This is number one. I think with championships, this is probably number three or four. Uh, Just because it didn't, it does mean a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's obviously always nice to beat your rival. It's always nice to beat your rival at their place. Sure. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is probably moment three or four. All things considered, without all things considered, it's, you know, number one. I'm putting,
0: I'm putting it squarely at number two. I put second and twenty-six number one because my guy Tua did it. He's the starting quarterback for the Dolphins. And they're going to make the playoffs this year. Um, probably. Wow. wow. Oh, wow. So.
1: If they don't.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, they got like a 98% chance. Hey, Xbox, if they don't, it's a. It's hey, a, Xbox. Tua is no longer a starting quarterback in the uh, NFL anymore. But I don't want to get off on a tangent there. Uh, they should make the playoffs. That's number one. Alabama, what they did against Auburn, number two. So that mil- that throw, right? <sighs> put his whole
1: ass into it, by the way.
0: That was a heave. I'm going off script here because I just want to think about how hard we've been on Jalen Milrow as an Alabama player. So going all the way back to the Texas A&M game last year, which was his first start after Bryce got hurt. And right.
1: We, we all said he cannot be our starter next
0: we year. Did. We did. No, I mean, I was, I was done with him as a starting quarterback and multiple times, and they kept having to bring him back because there was nobody better behind him. He has improved and gotten better. What uh, what 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 quarterbacks in Bama lore? Just your favorite. I'm, I'm glad right? I'm glad you're
1: asking this. But just keep going.
0: Right. I don't know where. Don't tell me where you would have put him ahead. Uh, before the play, but because of that throw, he obviously instantly became an Alabama legend. Where do you where do you put him in your little favorite list? Just that one throw. Where, who did he pass? Uh, I'll say he passed Greg McElroy. Mm, easy. He'd already passed passed Greg McElroy for me. I'm gonna be honest. I. Okay,
1: you didn't sit through Alabama football in the 90s and 2000s when it was really bad and Greg McElroy was the guy who brought you out of it? I did it. Uh, Oh, gosh, man. Um, GMAC, probably AJ. No, AJ won two national titles. I can't say that. I can't put him above Blake Sims. Um, I can't. I can't. Blake Sims was... You look at Lane Kiffin, Right. And we're going more into, like, Alabama football, like, mythos and lore. But you look at Lane Kiffin as the guy who ushered in the new era of offense into Alabama football. Absolutely. That does not happen without Blake Sims. It doesn't. We do not get Jalen Hurts without Blake Sims. It doesn't. We do not get Tua without Blake Sims. Uh, I'll put him right there with Blake Sims. Um, It's a great comeback story. I can't put him above Jalen Hurts. I can't put him above Tua. Um, I put him above Coker. Yeah. So I think that's probably where we're at. Am I forgetting anybody?
0: I mean, you've got Mac and you've got, like, Bryce. I'd but... put him
1: above Mac. I wouldn't put him above Bryce.
0: He's very solid. I mean, I, I, his story and what he's done this year. Um, I'm just going to pick a play because, yeah, we'll do this. Um... I I probably put him outside the last four quarterbacks, just right outside, almost breaking. And he can pass... I mean, there's a chance he can leave second behind Tua, maybe not Hurts. It's going to be hard for somebody to pass Hurts as well. But basically, what kind of legend status did he reach? I mean, he's an overnight legend. So here's my thing, is that's great and that's
1: huge, but Alabama's had so many quarterbacks do that on bigger stages Mm -hmm. that... You know, even during that drive, there were plays that he made that were huge, huge mistakes. Mm-hmm. The stepping over the line of scrimmage and throwing it, which he had done already once during that game. Absolutely. Um, the decision to do that instead of taking off when he had
0: a full 15 yards in front of him. Um, there were several plays. I'm, not saying ba- I'm just saying most favorite. Just happiest little guy on your in your heart.
1: Uh, yeah, it's 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 probably uh, Tua and Jalen. Oh, a I big drop off. Yeah. And then probably A.J. Uh, A.J. Blake and Jalen
0: are all right there. Um, and he's still got more career left. I mean, he's uh, going to be Bryce, the starter next Bryce year. Bryce is
1: up with uh, – I, I won't say a big drop-off. Bryce is between those guys. So, Tua and Jalen, Bryce, and then everybody else. Um, and, I, I look, Jalen's awesome, man. That's so cool. Bryce did it in that stadium two years ago where he had to be the dude the entire drive. Uh-huh. Jalen kind of let it fall apart during the drive multiple times.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hear that, but all I care about is the, on the, is the throw on 4th and 31. I don't care about nitpicking the rest of his day. I, that could have been his only completion of the day. All I care about is that he won that game. Right. He found a way to do it after I had already put my keys in my pocket and was about to leave the... I mean, I was about to walk out the front door. MC had a birthday dinner right after um, the Iron Bowl. I was walking out the front door, and he won the game. I had to come back inside. Yeah just to celebrate and almost be late to the dinner, because uh, I I know that he didn't play. He He's never been the perfect. He never will be the perfect quarterback. He no, never will be what Tua one thing, and Hurts and Bryce Here's were.
1: my thing, though. That's one of the reasons why Blake Sims is so high in my head, mm-hmm. that Jalen is starting to get there for me. Where, But, I mean, Blake Sims is even more than that because he didn't come in as a quarterback.
0: Yeah. And but he also didn't have as many scores of people... Thousands of people telling him that he is not a core. A lot of people did. people didn't love Blake Sims at Alabama. They didn't loathe him the way they loathed Milro Milrow for a minute because he came right out and he beat West Virginia. He beat Florida. He was throwing to Cooper. He didn't struggle the way that Milrow did. Yeah. He didn't get told that he didn't get benched. He didn't get benched against South Florida. He didn't have Paul Feinbaum telling him he needed to go to tight end. Yep. I love Jalen Milrow, man. No, I'm man. gonna lie.
1: Look, I'm right there with you. I love him very much, but if you're gonna ask me to put him
0: up with mm-hmm.
1: I mean, those are some huge names, right?
0: Yeah. Um, I don't want to harp on this too much. I'll be honest. I do I want to...
1: Wanna... No. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he's great. He's great. He's awesome. Here's a question that I had for you that I want to bring here, and then we'll probably wrap up our, our Iron Bowl
0: discussion. God, we still, I, I want to talk about defensively what happened with yeah, LA. I do sure. want to get into the nitty-gritty sure, of the sure, game sure. a little bit, too.
1: Uh, as far as quarterbacks in that rivalry, 10 years apart in those games... Mm-hmm. Who do you think will be more highly regarded at the end of the day, Nick Marshall or Jalen Milrow? Not Chris Davis, but Nick Marshall's play in the 2013 Iron Bowl, not a singular play, the way he played. Sure. Versus Jalen Milrow's play in this Iron Bowl. Which one do you think will be more highly regarded in the minds of their fan base?
0: Well, it's the Milrow because he made the game. He made the play. I mean, part one of the, 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 the nicknames for the game is the Milthrow. I mean, Alabama's already posted the Milthrow. Yeah, Marshall was great Marshall had Alabama on their heels the whole game So did so did, so did uh, uh, Milrow to a point I mean he converted Yeah he had some bonehead plays But for every bonehead he play had absolute... he had a third and 17 He converted, yep. he had a third and 20 that he got to the inch line He had a third and I want to say 12 earlier in the game They couldn't, they had no answer for him When Forrest, he ad-libbed, there was no, no answer Forrest says when Milrow wins back-to-back natties uh, Will that put him at one? Nobody will pass two, but that will put him at two. Yeah, absolutely, a number two. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
1: no, all right. Let's talk about the defense a little bit. Uh, There were several times during this game you and I were pissed off because we could all see the run was coming and it wasn't getting stopped. What happened?
0: The defense, the rush defense is the only kind of... Bad taste in my mouth from that game. That's the thing that does really get me coming back and feeling a little bit of negative thoughts. I, I was I was really really upset with the defensive performance. They they weren't they just weren't prepared for Auburn to try to punch them in the mouth. Yeah. Which really, if you really scout Auburn and what they did well against Georgia, they only played Georgia to an eight point loss. I think. And that's what they did against Georgia was was try to punch them in the mouth with their running game. And I think Alabama came into that game disrespecting that, not being prepared for it not being prepared for the read option to be a factor. Uh, uh, Thorne looked like, um, uh, I don't know, Michael Vick a few, not Michael Vick, but you know what I'm he ran all over them. I mean, he was getting yeah. wide open holes. They, they didn't prepare for Auburn correctly, and they can't make that mistake, obviously can't make that mistake against Georgia.
1: Here's the good news. I don't think they're going to because of this game. Yeah, You remember Alabama 2011- uh, played against a very, very talented Georgia Southern team that ran the triple option. Mm -hmm. And then in the national championship against LSU, LSU tries to run the option because they had seen that Georgia Southern put up 400 and some odd rushing yards against Alabama running the option. We should do it too. And they got nowhere, nowhere fast, and it was a huge part of their game, right? So you better believe that I think, wow, what a catch. That I think that Georgia is going to come out with a scheme of let's run the ball, let's run the ball, let's run the ball, and it's going to be more like Kentucky than it is the Auburn game for the right. defense, because that defense is one of the units I am least worried about um, throughout this season. That's probably the worst game they've played since Texas week two.
0: Yeah, it is for sure, um, without a doubt.
1: So you know, I'm okay with that being before the Georgia game instead of during the Georgia game. I'm not discrediting your 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 worry. Um, but I think... Uh,
0: oh, nothing I saw in the game Saturday yeah, I, I think it has was me thinking that Alabama... Has me even backing off them a little bit against Georgia. Because there's a lot of things that change. Alabama has traditionally never really played that well at uh, jordan Hare. That game gets up for the Iron Bowl. If Auburn was winless, Alabama would have struggled Saturday. I, I promise I you said that.
1: It, I said it last week on the podcast.
0: Yeah. That Alabama, Alabama
1: was going to struggle. Did I not say it?
0: You did. They play well. They play very well. In Mercedes-Benz, they've never lost a Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They play well in SEC Championship games. Dick Saban traditionally has his teams really prepared for those games. They play well in those games. They play well against Georgia. And also, I think that there's a piece to be said about winning a game like that it gives you a type of momentum and belief that you didn't have before you could see yourself do something like that. Right. So, I probably gave Alabama about a 35% chance prior to the Iron Bowl, and I probably give them about a 35% chance in my head now. I don't think I really backed off too much. I think Alabama survived a wacky environment. And really, I can tell you what I think created that environment. Alabama was about to roll over Auburn, and the refs missed that face mask, remember, on the kickoff? And Auburn fans have this knack, and they're very good at it. I've said it on this podcast before. I've said it to friends. Nobody creates the I-took-that-personally angle, that Michael Jordan kind of like us ag- uh, me against the world than Auburn does. That one little thing, and they booed solidly and never shut up the rest of the game.
1: I will say, uh, the refereeing on both sides of the ball, because mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of, oh, well, he's Alabama. Shut up. Let me talk. Both sides of the ball, it was awful. There were so many calls where you and I said, oh, that's, that's going to get called. That play's coming back. Yeah. When we were 30 yards down the field, didn't happen. Didn't get thrown. And then... You had James Burnup get absolutely obliterated on a block 40 yards away from the play. Mm -hmm. You had an Auburn linebacker walking up on the bad snap, clapping at the center, which I think it's dumb. I think if you're a good center, you just don't listen to that. It is what it is. But teams have been called for it this season against Alabama. I don't know why it wasn't called Saturday.
0: I don't think that's dumb. I think that that's a delay of game penalty on the defense. That's unaf- exactly what that's that play is. That's a
1: bad officiating crew. Right. Um, they're the same crew from the 2022 uh, uh, Alabama-Tennessee game with the horrible officiating in that game, again, on both sides. Mm-hmm. And then they are also the backward spike group. That's the same referee crew. They don't know the rules. They have a horrible understanding of the rules. The SEC should be embarrassed. And if you're going to add this many teams and convince everybody that you're the premier awful, I mean, Patrick, am I even trying anymore? If you're going to try to convince people
0: you're the premier college football conference get all these teams in, you have to get better referees. You must. I think the refs just want a close iron ball. I'll be honest. Uh, And and to be fair to, I guess, Auburn fans, from their end, I have not seen a single one of them thinking that Alabama benefited from the refs in that game. More than them. Uh, Yeah. I think they just kind of go, this was shitty on both sides. Yeah. And let's just leave it at that.
1: Yeah, they're they're more rational than a te- like a a bad fan or an annoying college ball fan, like say a Tennessee fan, you know. Yeah, no, was... just to throw one out for an example, like Tennessee <laughs> fans are objectively the worst, right? But they're uh, not that
0: bad. They're up there, man. Um, okay, All I right. just want to before I wrap up the Iron Bowl, I want to just sort of think back to that South Florida game and what. Before Alabama plays Georgia and likely loses, let's be honest, likely loses to Georgia. But then again, I thought the same thing two years ago. But before they get into all that, we go back to that South Florida game. Alabama is tied 3-3 late in the third quarter against South Florida. I'm texting you. I think you were in Seattle that week, wherever you were that weekend. Uh,
1: I was in Princeton, but yes.
0: That's right. You were Princeton, family, family, wedding, and whatnot. We were done. This team doesn't have it. This is an embarrassment fire across the board. Is Saban still cut out for this? All that stuff. I said all of those things. I don't I don't know if we were more tongue in cheek about the Saban thing or not. It's a little tongue in cheek, but at the same time there were feelings of that there. Yeah. He doesn't have this team under control. Can he still do that? To go win ten straight all in the SEC. Oh gosh.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I'm not I'm not on it today.
0: Ten straight in the SEC to now put themselves in position to go play and win the SEC championship? Right. Uh is this Saban's best regular season coaching job? No. What season would you put ahead of it? 2015. Hmm.
1: 20, 2015, that team was... Now, granted, that team had Derrick Henry, so there's an argument to be made there. Mm-hmm. One second left. Good job.
0: <laughs> can we kick the field goal from here? I don't know. Probably not. I wonder where the ball is. I don't think we can because we're offensive coordinator anyway. It would have oh, right, done it for right, you. Oh,
1: right. Uh, sorry about that. I've been playing too much Retro Bowl. Uh, Pat's Interference uh, this week, sponsored by Retro Bowl. Retro Bowl's a fun game. Uh, Download it. I, I think 2015 is, is a good argument. Um, but yeah, no, this is, this is squarely number two, if not number one. I think there's a, again, there's an argument to be made that it's number one.
0: I would say number I would put it in <laughs> number one.
1: Uh, so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I, I think it's the most fun he's had. I think, you know what, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip what I say.
0: Okay. I'm a, do what I'm you I'm a do. big
1: fan of admitting that you're wrong on something and changing where you stand. And I'm going to make an argument the other way. With the amount of shit that goes on in college football now, with the portal and with NIL and with everything going on, and your your recruits are being stolen, and you've got you know 36 year old dudes playing quarterback against 20 year olds, and then we treat them like they deserve to be in the Heisman race. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this probably is his best his best coaching
0: job. Um, you know the media has never been lower on Bama than they were this year.
1: I told you, well, in the Saban Arrow, um, I you told you. You know
0: what I mean when I preface yeah. Alabama talks.
1: I told you after yeah. the USF game, if Alabama beats all their rivals mm-hmm. and makes it to a New Year's Six game, this season is a win. Mm-hmm. Right when I said that, I was anticipating a loss to probably Ole Miss. And maybe somebody else. Maybe a Kentucky slips up and gets some. Because, again, that USF game was awful. If you guys think we're being, uh, you know, we're overdramatic.: or over, Yes, being overdramatic. Thank you. We're not. Go back
0: and watch USF game. We're not. It was awful. Hey, don't you don't beat USF 17-3 and be tied almost going into the fourth with a team we like that. We were
1: certain Ole Miss was going to roll us in Tuscaloosa. Certain. Certain. Didn't happen. So, yeah, no, this, I think this is probably his best uh, work. And, you know, I think Alabama fans need to be better about um, setting their expectations and following those expectations through and through, right? What's your expectation preseason for this team? Not a lot of people were saying national championship, right? right? You had two brand-new quarter- coordinators, a brand-new quarterback that was uh, shaky at best and didn't exactly have um, the support of the fan base, or the coaching staff, let's be honest. He yeah, wasn't they, keeping they,
0: they, They benched him. Um,
1: so he didn't have that. You play Texas week two after mm-hmm. looking fairly good against MTSU week one. But again, eh, MTSU. Um, and then Texas kind of just bullies you across the field. And there's a lot of people. Like, there has to be a realization for Alabama fans next week if Georgia wins by 14, if Georgia wins by 17. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think they will. But they could. That very well could. That expectation needs to come back to your head of where you thought this team was headed after week
0: three, and reset. And where you think it will go next year, given everything we have now.
1: How many college football teams would kill to consistently have ten wins and go to a New Year's Six game? Uh, All of them. Mm -hmm. There's only two or three programs in the country where that wouldn't be a roaring success. And one of them, we happen to be playing next week. So you need to be better about, as a college football fan, about tempering your expectations, understanding that the team has met those expectations, and just enjoying it. Not everybody's going to be a college football national champion. I don't think Georgia's winning the national championship this year. I do think they're winning Saturday. I don't think they're winning a national title this year. But even if they do, don't let that take away from your joy.
0: I have something to add kind of on that note. Also as college football people, and this is less fans, more talking heads, but just discussion-wise, I think that people just stop acting like teams change and evolve throughout the season. Everything is the last thing we saw. Yes. Right? Okay. And I think that that rhetoric that started about Alabama in September is the reason today that they're 8th. I think if everybody hadn't gotten so down on them and talked about them like they were this washed program, well, they we- wouldn't have had, because really all they've done is lost to the number 17 by 10. The flip
1: side of that coin is, uh, d- okay, come on. There's nothing I can do about that. Mm-hmm. The flip side of that coin is don't only beat USF on the road by 40. right, 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 right. So, but, but you're not wrong. Right. You're not wrong. Um, I also, I do wonder if Alabama has peaked a little bit too early. That's something I'm concerned about. Um you know, obviously they figured out...
0: I don't think the team has peaked. I don't think they've played their best game. I don't think they've played to the best of their ability in a single game yet this year. I really don't.
1: Uh, I, th- I think Tennessee, maybe. Uh, LSU. LSU. Okay. I'm sorry, LSU. I think LSU, maybe. Now, granted... That's I their best game. I didn't watch the game like you did. Yeah. But they finally put together four quarters of football, right? In that LSU game. All right, mm-hmm. we gotta we got to move on. Right. we got to move on. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State. Um... The cheaters won. That was good. 30-24. to Uh, I only say that because it's going to make people angry. Um, I don't know, man. There's just nothing better than rivalry week because of the amount of hate that those two teams have for one another. It was a great game. There was a lot of questionable calls. Here's the thing that I want to talk about with this one. Dude, (laughs) there are Ohio State fans that just want Ryan Day out. Uh Uh-huh. They want him out. They're done. And he's like... 56 and 7 in his time at Ohio State. So, I'll ask you this. Is that an irrational thought or is that a rational thought?
0: It's a rational thought when your whole season is kind of did we beat Michigan? Did we win this game? Because there I mean there are Auburn coaches that get fired for losing to Alabama 3. If, if, if there are Alabama coaches that have been fired for losing consecutive games to Auburn even though they were probably you know, it's a careful what you wish for situation. You never know who will replace Ryan Day. I think people believe that Ryan Day was born on third base, and I am one of those people that does agree with that. I think Ryan Day took over for Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer didn't leave because Ohio State sucked. Urban Meyer left for cause. He left a very good... He left a better program than probably any interim coaches ever inherited. And uh, he hasn't done anything with it. And I
1: mean, he did go to a national championship.
0: He went to a national championship. He's been to multiple playoffs, and that's what I was going to say. And the fans not- are saying he hasn't done anything with it. And I would tell you... There are two schools that, haven't done, that have done more than Ohio State in that span, and that's Alabama and Georgia. That is it. Maybe LSU. Uh, so
1: we've got some comments coming in. Uh, Brandon says, uh, Cheaters, uh, what did he say? Cheaters forever prosper. <laughs> um, and then we have Forrest saying, uh, Noon Snoozer game should never be played in daylight, should always be a night game. We all agree with you on that
0: one. Yeah, I have, I have a huge bone to that, pick with that that.
1: that. that should be absolutely an 8 p.m. game every single year
0: I get mad at Fox like it's Fox's now, fault granted, it's really ESPN's fault because they just eat up every other college football I said sport.
1: that at work and a, a Michigan fan at work brought up a very good point if you play that game at 8 p.m. do you understand how much that changes the game because of the temperature great point <laughs> great point <laughs> because that is cold awfully cold I Awfully guess. cold. I
0: guess but man that's football
1: I mean, I don't know, man. We don't. I want to
0: watch Brady and play Manning in the snow. You know, I like snow games. I want to see that game play. I want to see that game play. Just, I get that it changes and I want to see it in the snow. I understand. Okay, you just do it to like our first, like our five-star wide receiver that's a freshman. Congratulations! <laughs> playing time in the blowout. Uh okay. Um, let me see where we were on here. Oh no. yes. Okay, so. so are you are you some? Uh, I'm trying to leave as much of the cuz I do want to talk about this a little bit without the whatever's going on with the cheating. I know you can't, but just on a on a on a on a broader scale, are yeah. you at all happy to see Ohio State Michigan a little bit flipped on its head because for the prior 10 years, you it can, was all Ohio State. You can go listen to several episodes and several
1: iterations of last week's episode and previous years of this podcast, mm-hmm. where you and I both say, "Until Michigan proves us that they're not this team, yeah, we're going to keep making fun of them and talking about how they can't do it."
0: Uh-huh. Well, now they can do it, right? Three straight playoffs, three straight wins over Ohio State—that'll do something to a program. Yeah.
1: Well, they got to beat Iowa first, but yeah, I see what you're saying.
0: Um, good game, very um, good game. The game gr- of the weekend—if it weren't for the Iron Bowl—that was the best game this weekend.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't view it that way.
0: Um, I think Ohio
1: State is a very good team. I think Michigan is probably the best team in the country.
0: Um, I'm so glad you said that. I was actually about to ask you to do this. I was formulating this question in my mind. Pretend like your job, your life, however dramatic you want to make it, depends on you properly telling me why Michigan is the best team in the country. Give me your arguments.
1: I think given the amount of adversity that they've had, mm-hmm. which is self-caused and self-inflicted, and I understand that. Not the
0: player's fault, though. Exactly.
1: Given that, given the fact that their coach has literally coached 40% of the season, right? Because mm-hmm. he was out how many of the first few games?
0: Yeah, he missed uh, the first
1: three, I want to say. And then, because they're cheaters. Uh, they cheated twice this season, got away with it twice. Um, no, I got I'm kidding, guys. Calm down. Uh no, isn't. The fact that that's happened, and they've gone out and... Beaten everybody, mm-hmm. and other than Ohio State, beaten everybody pretty badly. At some point, it's not just, oh, well, they're playing a weak schedule. Yeah. They're still killing everybody. It kind of doesn't matter at some point. Sure. Um, Georgia has shown signs of faltering where Michigan has not. Georgia didn't play. You cool with me just ending this game? Yes, absolutely. Georgia did not play stellar against. Uh, against Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. They didn't blow Missouri out of the water. Um, Georgia has been in multiple positions this, re- this year where you and I look at each other and go, wow, really, it's 10 Beatable,
0: seven. very beatable. 10-7 half? Very beatable team.
1: Wow, mm. really, it's 14-10 at half? We've looked at each other. Now, granted, they've always come back and won, oh, well, Georgia won 31-14. Yeah. Oh, well, Georgia won 42-20. And it's like, oh, okay. Go back and watch some of those games. It's not like Georgia's just picking stuff up and killing everybody. Michigan has. So I don't know. We, we love to talk about oh the, the, the eye test, the eye test, but I don't know. Uh, the Detroit sports fan will never believe, says Brandon. <laughs> For a good reason. The Pistons are a travesty. Um, and the Red Wings signed Patrick Kane today, which is just, that's a match made in heaven.
0: Is Bellman a Pistons fan?
1: I would assume, yeah, I think so. I didn't know he's a Detroit sports fan. I'm, I'm like 99% sure he's a Pistons fan. Well, Brandon, to, if
0: I just said you're a Pistons fan and you're not, I am so sorry. I want to know what he thinks about the Pistons fans on Twitter thinking the team needs to trade, Cade Cunningham, to really revamp this uh, rebuild. Um, okay, uh, Michigan beats Ohio State 30 24. The other games, chalk, chalk. It's, it's funny how long chalk is held. Yeah. You know, because four weeks ago when we first started going, hey, if Alabama beats Georgia, they still might not... And you know that first kind of started percolating? Yep. Uh, yes, Brandon is a Pistons fan. Interesting. I want to talk to you about that sometime. Uh, go Spurs. Um, but...
1: Uh, Chalk is held.
0: I mean, Florida State hasn't lost. Washington hasn't lost. Texas didn't lose. Ohio State didn't lose. Michigan didn't. They didn't lose till they played each other. You get what I'm saying? Georgia didn't lose. Alabama did. Chalk has held. Those eight teams have stayed those eight teams. What a year would the eight team playoff would be. But they've stayed those eight teams for so long. So and it did the same thing this past week. Could you
1: try- Man, Siri wants to talk to you really bad. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing I, I love this season. Uh-huh. A lot of people prefer, like, the chaos of a 2007 season where it's like, Rutgers is upset three straight number one teams and USF is crazy. And, like, and that was fun. I want the classic teams uh-huh. at the top. And I want them to be good the entire time. And I want it to be a slugfest coming down to the wire where the only teams they have losses to are each other. And that is the worst thing for the sport yeah, ever, it really is. But it's
0: what I love to see. Uh, I do want to see chaos this weekend, though.
1: Uh, we, yes, we all do. Uh, man, Killian Haynes uh, needs to be benched. If Cade gets traded, I'll cry. That's
0: Brandon. I mean, they're not actually going to trade Cade Cunningham. But Barry maybe, Sanders, maybe though. Killian. He's terrible. Uh,
1: yeah. Go Tigers. Detroit Tigers.
0: <sighs> Miguel Cabrera. I got you. One of my favorites. Um... No, Washington State uh, put up a little bit of fight like we said against Washington. <laughs> put up a great lost. fight against Washington. You, you, yeah, you, you run through the other, yeah, those please. other games.
1: Uh, yeah, Washington kicked a game-winning field goal in a game. I'm going to pull up the, the box score because I, I read it earlier and I remember it sitting out in my head as, huh, Michael Penix is probably still going to get invited to New York and I'm not really sure he deserves it over Quinn Ewers.
0: Oh, he absolutely does. Kay. Justice for Penix, man. Okay, now hold on. Hold on. Uh... Because again, <laughs> Watch this play I've never oh, no. this so rarely happens oh, no. in NCAA. Hold on, hold on. I thought, hey, I'll lob it to him on the seam. QB overthrows it because we're so early in the game and that's what Heisman sliders do. Tipped into his hand. Perfect. Just how we drew it up, Coach. Just how we drew it up. Uh, sorry, this is is
1: taking me absolutely forever and I apologize. This is not good podcast material. Um, I don't want to I'm not saying like Penix is bad. It's just we're treating him like he deserves to be in the conversation way more than all these other quarterbacks when the last three weeks
0: he's been kind of, eh. See, my point is he equally deserves to be there. He has Washington undefeated at number three in the country with very, very good stats. I know that he didn't play, uh, you know, didn't put up Jaden Daniels' stats in every single game. I, I understand that. But So is it the best player or not? I think we have to wait to see if he wins his conference champion. I think he's got a huge game on Saturday yeah. so right now, against the Heisman leader. You have
1: Penix and Jane Daniels, and you're taking Penix.
0: I didn't say that. So They invite more than two players in New York. I just said the best player. Well, no, I'm not saying that, but just as for Penix, exactly. you're talking like he doesn't deserve to go. Okay, so listen to
1: this. His last two games, 18 for 33 for 204 with two touchdowns and a pick. Uh-huh. Okay, that's bad, right? We can agree that's not good. Mm-hmm. Sure. 13 for 28 for 162 yards and two touchdowns.
0: Since when is this a stats okay. award? Since when has the Heisman but ever you, been a stats award? But you award?
1: know that this is a what have you done for me lately?
0: Yeah, award. if he goes and beats Bo Nix for a second time, that's what he's done lately. And Quinn Ewers hasn't played the fourth quarter in either of his last two games. He also missed two games. Uh, okay.
1: All right. I, I just... I, and you're right. But my point is, we're treating it like Penix is so much... Like, it's these three dudes. Mm-hmm. It's Jane Daniels, Bo Nix, and Penix, and there's nobody else.
0: Why? Well, there, I mean, there's still room for a wild card. I just... Like Jalen Milrow? Mil... No, I mean, well, I actually put in here... Uh, I had a little bit further down, but since we're there, I'm going to get us there. So I've got Heisman talk. And, and I'm asking... What I was asking, because you're, you're setting it up now, is it still... Just the winner of the Pac-12 title game versus Daniels, or is there room for a wild card? I really only think there are two wild cards that there could possibly Uh, be, and that is Ewers, who didn't, even though they won 57-7, his stats weren't gaudy on Friday, and Milrow. And... Milrow would need the most Herculean win ever to get by Heisman.
1: Milro needs to throw for 540 right. yards and run for two.
0: Be- beating Georgia will be a lot, but he needs to beat Georgia the way Bryce beat Georgia and then some. Yes. Honestly.
1: Yes, and he needs to have a Heisman moment whilst blowing them out. Yeah. Right? He needs to have a, oh, he trucked two linebackers going into the end zone. Right? hmm Which he can. He's not going to.
0: But if Penix goes out and throws for a cool 354 touchdowns yeah, and beats Bo Nix again, he's going to get some first-place votes. Yes. Despite what he did against Washington for State sure. in September. Do you think they can do that? Or not September. Because uh, I don't think they can do that.
1: All right, we talked about it a little bit. Georgia 31, Georgia Tech 23. Mm-hmm. Eh. Performance from Georgia. At the same time, uh, Ladd McCogney and... I can't believe that's a real name that we have to say in college football.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we're going to go, eh, performance for Georgia, I still have to technically go... Eh, performance from Alabama you know
1: yeah right it's rivalry my, my, my thing was all these people who are like oh well Georgia's gonna kill Alabama based on last week well mm-hmm. you clearly didn't watch Did Georgia, watch Georgia.
0: you didn't watch FSU FSU struggled against Florida uh FSU was not the better team in my opinion on Saturday I think Florida was the dumber team and won the game <laughs> sorry we or have, lost the game we have a lot of Detroit
1: comments happening right now the land of wasted talent, not to derail, but imagine having two generational talents in the NFL and have literally nothing to show for it. Miggy not winning a title, unfortunate. The stolen perfect game. Sadness.
0: You always have the 2003 Bad Boy Pistons, though. And you also <laughs> still have the late 80s Bad Boy Pistons, but you weren't born yet. But you can kind of uh, be nostalgic about that. But, I mean, Ben Wallace, uh, Rashid, Rip, uh, Rip Hamilton, Hamilton Rip Rip Chauncey Hamilton Billups, who I personally love. Uh, Okay, uh, and then Forrest
1: says, one big thing for me is it seems like no matter the mistakes he makes in a game, when Washington has to have it, he delivers. That's a big part of winning the Heisman Trophy, and you're Mm -hmm. right. He has been that guy every single time they've needed him to be this year. Again, his last two games he's played like crap,
0: and they nearly lost. But Washington is the team that can play like crap, lose, and still get to... I don't know, I mean, it's just... It's just Washington. This is, it's, 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 a thing, it's a special thing. that you. Do. If it was Alabama, Alabama's had players be 13-0 and 0 at this point of the year. Eh, that happens. That's, that's, that's a dime a dozen. But at Washington, that's, that's new. Uh, Jake Browning didn't do that, and he's the starting quarterback in the NFL right now. I mean, Jake Locker did it. Jake Locker didn't do it. Jake Locker went undefeated and played Alabama in the playoffs in 2016. That was not Jake Locker.
1: Oh, that wasn't Jake Locker. right. <laughs> Jake I Locker was so pre-all pre, pre no, of that. No, who was the quarterback? Then? Browning. Jake Browning. Yeah, you said Jake Browning. I did say Jake Browning. All right. My brain, sorry, big swing and a miss. Mm-hmm. My bad. They went undefeated that year.
0: I can't remember if they were undefeated or one loss, but I could have sworn
1: they were undefeated before they played Alabama. They might have been.
0: All right, uh, Texas destroyed Texas Tech, which is actually pretty notable, but I'm gonna float past that because it was a Friday game. Oregon. Archie Manning Oregon played State. his first game. Are you insane? He did. He's gonna be the starting quarterback at Auburn next year. I'm, um, <laughs> don't wish that on me. I saw a tweet. Uh, and then Oregon beat Oregon say 31-7. Um. All right, we have, to, we have to sort of discuss, and I, I have actually like really been thinking about this today because it still feels absurd to me, but the elephant in the room as far as the whole playoff discussion goes, and it's been discussed, everybody's discussing it, not just Alabama fans. Is it possible that the SEC gets left out? Let's pretend Alabama does beat Georgia. They've beaten Georgia before in similar situation. I'm going for it. Can you leave the SEC, can you actually leave the SEC out of this playoff? No. And should you be able to do that? And I have, I have okay, my diatribe ready, so two, I'm going to ask
1: you first. That's two very different Yes, questions. they are, but
0: I have a reason why I ask you. Should you be way. able
1: to? Yes, absolutely. Uh, are they... Is this it, year? No. No, this year, no. How did that happen? How did he just overthrow him like that? <laughs> that's the most Jalen Milrow thing I've ever seen in my life. Wide <laughs> open in the end zone, he throws it eight feet over his head. Uh, yeah, no, you should be able to. This year, you cannot. Um, uh, the strength of schedule, and again, I mean, I guess it's iron sharpens iron, but the way that the top tier of the SEC have played teams outside of the SEC. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the mid tier. Look at Kentucky Saturday, whooped
0: Louisville, dude. Mm-hmm. Whooped Louisville, who is going to the ACC title game. Mm-hmm. So who pl- who's already played Kentucky this year and beat them with their third stringers in the fourth quarter? Uh, Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. Um and Tennessee, mm-hmm.
1: who lost to both Georgia and Alabama. So, like, yeah, like, I just, no, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think it's really, you, you can't leave them out this year. You should be able to. But now that we're going to a 12-team playoff, they'll never be left out again.
0: I, okay, so here's the reason I said should. And I, I'm just going to kind of get on a, on a soapbox real quick. but
1: We're not used to that on this podcast. Yeah. Let them have it. Um, I mean,
0: is it just, is it me? It's one of those is games. Is it me? The game's given us one of those games. Um,
1: if you're listening on the pod, we love you. We're playing on Twitch. You should join us.
0: Yeah, we're listening to Texas A&M 14-7, which is rare at this Alabama job. Okay, so the, the college football playoff committee, they serve two functions. A primary function and a secondary, in my mind. And most of the year they do their secondary function, which is what they did today, which is what they do starting week eight on, I think, is Week 8 when they started. And they they give us water cooler discussion. They rank the teams. They tell us how they're thinking. We talk about it. It doesn't really matter. Nope. Today didn't really matter. Nope. It does, but it doesn't. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Their primary job description, if you were to post this online to Indeed and tell them what they need to do, their primary job is to put the four best teams in the playoff on that last selection Sunday. Now, I do not understand how anybody can... Because the way that the SEC gets left out... I mean, it's just one of those games. Yeah. The way the SEC gets left out is Alabama beating Georgia, but the rest of chalk holds. That's the way, that's the, way the SEC gets left out, right? I don't, I don't know how a single person in that committee can look at a team doing what they've done the last now 11 games, including knocking off the number one team in the country, two-dime defending champs, haven't lost in two full calendar years, Georgia team in Georgia, in Atlanta, and not look at that outcome and go... This isn't one of the best four teams in the country when right. that is their job. But because the rhetoric has formed the last three or four years to keep teams like Alabama, Georgia out, you know, it's, and we just get into deserving. I don't care about deserving. I don't, it is best four. It's best four. It's best four. It is best four today, not best four who was best in September versus October versus November versus December. It is December 5th or I guess it'll be the third, December 3rd, who is the best team in college football and who are the three best teams after that. So let me ask you this.
1: Alabama beats Georgia by 30. Won't happen. Let's say it does. And it comes down to Alabama versus Texas. Who gets left out and who gets put in and why?
0: If Alabama beats uh, Georgia by 30, I do think it changes. I think they easily get put in. I think a lot of people would even agree. But the head-to-head
1: was Texas beat Alabama.
0: No, that's a fair point.
1: So then why play games in the first five weeks of the season?
0: Is Georgia a top four team today? Yeah. If Alabama beats them by two, why isn't that making Alabama a top four team on December 3rd? Completely
1: agree with you. But again, that's not going to be the discussion. As badly as we want it to be.
0: Then you're going to risk teams not scheduling exciting games. And that's what we've unlocked. And that's why... In my mind, I guess we did have to get five, uh, get rid of the fourteen playoff.
1: Yes, to because, go back to the BCS because Georgia Michigan is going to be the national title game.
0: The, Sorry, in my mind, I'm actually I liked the fourteen playoff until I start to see this. We have you have to get away from it because you're now te- you're now rewarding teams for not scheduling difficult games. Yeah, you're now rewarding a team like Michigan for not scheduling a difficult out of conference game, which
1: to Georgia's credit. They tried to have a difficult schedule this year. They tried to have Oklahoma on the schedule this year, and we're told you can't do that.
0: Georgia tries. Georgia tries. They, they they've they've scheduled Clemson. They played. They started off the season, I think, against Clemson or somebody next year. Michigan, Coach, Ohio Coach, State. Coach, we, need we, we need a touchdown. We need a touchdown badly. We're figuring this out. We're fine. Um, no, the the I I do feel like the committee is 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 teetering towards failing in their goal to get the best four teams in, just with the rhetoric that's being talked about. I, it's just. It's all politics, is what it turned. Into. It turned into weird college football politics. Yep,
1: which luckily with the BCS, it was never politics. Um,
0: oh, I'm there. Oh, he's too fast.
1: Oh, so you had X open for I did, two. but okay. I'd committed right, to running. You got it. You got it. Um, okay, should we get into next week?
0: Yeah, I, w- I really do want to talk about next right. week's games a lot. Next
1: week's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, we're gonna save Georgia, Bama for last. Okay, we, we can do that. Bam, a lot off the top. Let's give people more college stuff. Oregon, Washington, Friday night. Oregon is a nine and a half point favorite.
0: Can Washington beat them again? Uh, they can because they have tested them. They, they they know how to play in close games more than Oregon does. To, to their credit, they have firepower. They've got they've got a Heisman finalist. They've got a. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> They've got a Heisman finalist. They've got a Blitnikoff finalist. They've got a team. They've got a. A good enough defense. Yep. And and far and and away a good enough offense to do it.
1: To Forest Point. Mm Any time Washington has needed Penix to be that guy, he's been that guy. They've
0: been that. I don't think they will. No. But they beat them once. They will be away from home this time, which does not make it easier. No. Um, But I'm gonna start cheesing some read options. Hopefully, give us some points. Um, Yeah, I think they can. Uh, The line of nine and a half. I do feel is a little big, but at the same time, I understand it.
1: I have not seen much from Oregon lately that makes me think that that is not going to be a cover.
0: Yeah. They've been crushing it. I really,
1: really do think Oregon wins this game by 14.
0: They're Um, a team that that realize what style points are going to do for them down the stretch. I think this
1: is going to be a lot, not a lot lower scoring than people think, but I think this is going to be like a Mm 40-27 sort of game. Um, I don't anticipate this being more of like a... Typical Pac-12 championship where it's like, oh, final score, 67-53. Like, I I don't see that happening at all. Um, Oregon's got a really good defense that's only gotten better as the season's gone on. And I think Washington has kind of stayed the same. Mm -hmm. I think they've kind of hit this plateau, and they've just sort of stayed and bobbed up and down across the waves of college football. Um, So I do think Oregon's going to win. I hope it's a great game. It's an awesome kickoff to rivalry week. You mentioned that you wanted this game to be Saturday. Yeah. I love that it's Friday night. Give us, give us a little pepper on the end, on, or on the start. Just a little, just a little taste. Mm-hmm. Go to bed, Sleepy Pie. Tomorrow you get this all day. And so, that's going to be yeah. awesome. We get to wake up with Oklahoma State and Texas. Next game, I want to talk about 14 and a half. Uh, is the line in Texas's favor? This is an awesome... <laughs> that was an awesome scramble. Thank you. That was great. Uh, is Texas the safest one-loss team uh, to, uh, to slot to predict a win is what you wrote.
0: Yeah, I messed that question up. I but like
1: what you're asking. Yeah.
0: are they the safest team
1: if you were to bet? Famously, you and I, not betting men.
0: We're not betting guys. Never so happened. No, never done that. I
1: cannot wait for two weeks when I can stop with that joke. And I can just be like, yep. Um, but if we were to bet, right, and you had to put a million dollars, you get a free million dollars, and you get to win your what? You get to earn your winnings. From Conference Championship Saturday, are you putting it on Texas covering? I remember
0: why I asked this question now, because I actually might say Oregon. You mean Oklahoma?
1: Oh, 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 oh. I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah. Did I say one loss? I'm getting off, but. Uh, Yeah, no, No, I don't think
1: Oklahoma State's got a shot, dude. I think Texas is absolutely going to obliterate them. And I think they're going to cover.
0: I don't have as much of a pulse on Oklahoma State, I guess, as I want. But... Shall we do some research? I think, I think Texas has played lackluster in enough games that I'm not just going to give them this win. And I thought that the line didn't really reflect the way I felt about the game.
1: They've, they did the thing that Washington was doing for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the last two weeks have kind of righted the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Oklahoma State, on the other hand, yeah. suffered a 45-3 defeat damage. against uh, UCF, who made a bowl game... On Saturday, mm-hmm. so you have a barely six-win UCF team that took them to the woodshed and won by forty-two. Uh, Oklahoma State uh, did beat Oklahoma in Bedlam, which shocked everybody. Mm-hmm. They lost a close game to Baylor, which shocked nobody. They, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong. Hold on, I hate it when they do this, man. Uh, yeah, so they they beat Oklahoma by three. They beat Cincinnati. Um, They got drummed by UCF, like I said. They beat Houston. They beat BYU. And now they play Texas. So a month ago, UCF beat them forty-five to three.
0: Oh, that is right. Yeah, I watched a lot of that game too. I mean, that that team. That's that team.
1: So yeah, I'm fairly confident in Texas right now. We could
0: go. New Mexico State crushed Auburn. Uh, You could, except that's the Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't do that. Oklahoma State and Texas are rivals. I mean, not as yeah, big rivals, but it it's a conference championship on the line. I don't think it's the Iron Bowl. Be some, there's going to be some emotion in that stadium. I'm not saying it's the Iron Bowl, but you know.
1: I'm going to go ahead and go Texas 34-20. Uh, so I guess that doesn't have them covering.
0: Oh. <sighs> oh my Christ.
1: Dude, this game has just decided we're not winning today. Oh. This is retro bowl. This is retro ball. This is retro ball. Um, okay. Uh, Michigan versus Iowa. God. God. Oh, this is going to be painful. This is obviously the one you put money on, right? But I'm it's, excited not, for this. it's not them to cover. Because I think Michigan should cover 23 points. But I was so weird, man. And they have a big Chungus quarterback, which I know you like.
0: Yeah, all every time. That
1: is a thick quarterback they have right now. Sorry, you're really focused.
0: I just got to pick this up. Oh, that's a touchdown. He dropped it. Dude. Oh! You gotta go for <laughs> this it. This is killing me. You gotta go for it. I don't think it's gonna let me. Oh my gosh. I didn't hit wide fast enough. Okay. Um, yeah. No kid. So, Iowa hasn't allowed, okay, so they're, they're 23 point dogs. Yeah. And Iowa hasn't allowed more than 23 points but once this season in Michigan State. And this is everybody they played. I think they've allowed more than 20 points just twice. Maybe three times. I don't, think that they really have a shot. But to Iowa's credit, even when they played good offenses, decent offenses to good offenses, they've always forced the other team to play their game. For better or worse. Yes. Now their game is, we're not going to score, neither are you.
1: They were born in Chernobyl and they're going to make you, I mean, what in the world? (laughs) They're going to make you play in the nuclear pit, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You thought defense was your ally. Quote Bane.
0: <laughs> is it even his? I mean, I know they have a good defense. Iowa
1: is like Bane if Bane put on like six hundred pounds by doing nothing but eating Krispy Kreme.
0: I think what I'm trying to say is I think Iowa can expose Michigan in some ways that I don't think they'll end up losing. But we might want to cool off of them the way we're cooling off of some other teams right now.
1: I mean, dude, it's it's just not. We're winning this. Don't worry about it. I'm not that guy today. Um, yeah. Uh, uh no michigan i think michigan's gonna mollywop them i think michigan's still really pissed off about uh generally to everything going on right now um i still think they feel disrespected by being at two and i think they're going to lay the absolute wood on iowa um
0: i see a letdown coming but i think they win i they, just, they don't, absolutely see, I just be, don't see them being as...
1: it's hard for the it's hard to get up that many games in a row right we've seen that time and time
0: again mm-hmm.
1: they played penn state
0: They've got to play
1: or they played Ohio State and now they got to play Iowa for a conference title game and that's the game that's probably the least easy to get up for. Yeah, right? um, just emotionally and otherwise. So, granted, they will have Harbaugh back on uh, the sidelines and everything. So there, there's that. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's Michigan and you're seeing sort of a maybe a backslide. Yeah, I could see that. But I think it's going to be much more of a backslide in the fourth quarter when they're already up by twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, other game, FSU and Louisville. Um, I don't know what type of Louisville team is going to run out of the tunnel. This was a team that uh, famously preseason I told you I really, really liked. Oh gosh, we're terrible. Oh gosh,
0: we're awful. Um, we might not win. Oh, we're not winning. Oh, oh, oh this is going
1: to be. This is going We're going to, be going to figure tough. this out. We're going to figure this out. This is going to be tough. Uh,
0: okay. Seven of 22. Three picks.
1: Maybe we should stick to running the ball. No, uh, we, we can't can. now. <laughs> now we can't. All right, if you're listening on pod, uh, Texas A&M is taking us to the wood chipper. 35
0: 17 with 6.08 left in the third. We'll see. We'll watch So let you We're know going four
1: every play and we're going to figure it out.
0: Um, yeah, it's not letting me do any of my regular cheeses either. It's really annoying. Yeah, the, the game is
1: becoming sentient. Like that guy's going to be. He's going to go. Yep, and then I'm going to come over here
0: and then I'm going to hit a bomb. Pow. Oh my gosh! He actually completed and caught a pass. Get away from me! Get away from me! Oh look who it is! <laughs> it's Isaiah Bond.
1: Um. Oh my gosh. Uh. I I I think FSU is gonna win. I don't. They're just not the same without Jordan Travis, and I hate sorting. that. Yeah. Um. We gotta start going for two. And. Uh, I just. Oh gosh, dude. I, Louisville's loss against Kentucky was ugly.
0: It was bad. They, was they really got upsetting. throttled,
1: and I don't know if they that got... hurt
0: FSU's argument at all. Do you think they're going to even consider that?
1: Maybe. I think if it becomes between FSU and another team, I think that could definitely hurt their argument. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't really know. Uh, we'll have to wait and see when that happens. By the way, that was two straight seventy-five yard touchdown seventy-five yard touchdown passes. Um, we got the ball back. All right, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. Because now we can kind of, no, we can't really play our offense because I want as much time as possible for you.
0: Florida State only being a two-and-a-half-point favorite feels so odd before this game still. I don't I, think anybody has a pulse on how this game's going to end up being played. I really... Because I don't. I don't know who's showing up. I don't I, know what it's going to look like. If I were a
1: betting man and I wanted to win a lot of money, I would probably parlay something like uh, Texas covering and uh, FSU covering. Well, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, that's yeah. probably what I would do.
0: You know, I'm not, but I would. Uh, FSU didn't look quite the same without Travis. Um, there was a lot of meandering in that game. They played down to Florida the entire time. I mean, it was hard. I mean, they were in, they were in the swamp. It was the, a lot the same as what Alabama dealt with. That, that's a tough yeah. environment for them. Um, and uh, I don't know. I would have felt really good about Louisville had they actually beaten Kentucky, but I do think the Florida State squirts by, by about a field goal, four points, 27, 21, something like that. Okay. You know?
1: All right. Uh, looks like we got one more left to talk about, bud. We do. And it's a big one.
0: Um, one-on-one?
1: Stupid pass. Bad pass. Bad pass.
0: So, Alabama-Georgia. Alabama's going, uh, into Atlanta. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's almost an exact repeat of two years ago. I mean, Georgia's the number one team. They've been the number one team most of the season by now. Alabama just had a, a very miraculous comfort behind win over Auburn that gives them a little bit of life that people didn't even think that they'd even have for this game because Georgia's been that much better than everybody. And uh, a lot of legends are going to be made Saturday. Carson Beck been playing a lot of good football. Jalen Milrow, we all know what he's been doing. Alabama's defense and Georgia's defense played a little bit below their standard last week. It's an interesting matchup. Uh, What do you think? I'll ask you that Alabama wins if blank. Alabama
1: wins if the defense controls the line of scrimmage. They control the special teams game because I think there are going to be a lot more punts than there were two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I also think Jalen Milroe has to be LSU Jalen Milrow. Yeah. He has to be the guy that the team looks at and says, Hey, dude, it's, it's you. This is the game where we need you to be you. Now, granted, I don't think a lot of the game was his fault necessarily Saturday. Like I said, he made a lot of mistakes in those last yeah. few drives. But I, don't, I wouldn't say that Alabama nearly lost the game because of Jalen Milroy. They nearly lost no. the game because they couldn't control the line of scrimmage. Well, um, because they
0: snapped the ball with, with, with the quarterback. Now self, Self-imposed self errors. That's team. That's not just the quarterback. Yeah,
1: so that's, that's what I'll say. Um, I'm going to go for two
0: here. I don't think it'll let you. But oh, it, might tell, no, it might make you do write. it anyway, though. If it, the computer will probably just no, nope. no
1: I hate that, man. I, I hate, hate that. that. All right, it's, it's, hey, we got game. eight minutes left, and we're down by four in a game where we're down by twenty-one at some point. Um, but yeah, so that's that will be my my main takeaways. Um, I don't think Alabama can or will try to really get it going on the ground per se. I think they need to tr- at least try, but I don't think it's gonna be a huge point of emphasis or a massive loss if they realize they can't. Yeah. Right. I mean, buddy, they're bringing the
0: house. And I just oh, didn't like any of those pass plays. Right.
1: Uh, hey, you make an eight-minute drive
0: here, where we yeah, we can af- I can afford to be a little bit more methodical now.
1: Uh, so yeah, no, and then I, I think that's how Alabama wins. They need Jalen Milrow to be the guy, and defense has to step up.
0: I think the offensive line needs. You said Jalen Milrow needs to be LSU. La, I think the offensive line needs to be the LSU offensive line because they I, he's I, going to need to ad lib some. I will say, other
1: than the bad snap. Uh huh. The offensive line Saturday was fairly good.
0: They're fairly good. Um, Milrow wasn't getting killed.
1: He had, I think, he got
0: sacked twice that I can I, remember. And I in my think head.
1: without that snap, you and I are not talking about the offensive line at all from Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, we didn't
0: get a run game going at all.
1: No, but I don't know how much of that was the offensive line's fault as much as it was a scheme fault sure. or fault of the running backs making the wrong rig, something like that, right? Um, there's also a lot of Alabama offensive possessions where just a lot of bad execution happened with yeah. receivers and quarterbacks not being on the same page. Um, there was a couple drops Saturday. Not normally the bad, bad drops that we think of, but there were still some drops. Absolutely. Um, Alabama still has the deep threat. Mm-hmm. That was that was on full display. Um, penalties have to...
0: Oh, There's no, no way he got all the way over there for that. Oh,
1: no. You got to go tackle. Oh, no,
0: bud. <laughs> There's
1: no... All right. <laughs> oh, no four turnovers
0: how did he get all the way what linebacker makes this play what right outside linebacker makes that catch on that ball i need to put more loft on it shoo we're in uh nah, screwed us we're in some we're in some
1: murky waters right nah, now I screwed uh, us. all right uh sorry podcast listeners i know you're probably getting motivated. i a pick six um <laughs> <laughs> that was such a bad idea uh all right i'm sorry I hate that I'm about to do this. I think Georgia probably wins this game by... I think the line's about right. I still think Georgia wins this game between 7 and 10 points. Um, I think it'll be sort of a late score, or Georgia has a 14-point lead that they just hold on to dear life for um, while Jalen Melrose trying to huck it deep over and over again like we are currently doing right now. Um, and I, I just I don't see it this year. Yeah. If you are an Alabama fan listening to this and you're bummed out by this, this is almost verbatim the conversation Patrick Brickman and I had in 2021. Has Georgia been dominant? Uh, Dominant adjacent for most of the season. And that kind of sucks.
0: Has, when they've when they played their best, they've been clearly been the best team in the country.
1: Dude, I, I'm throwing that to 19. Where is this kid? What is he doing? It's...
0: I have to do this or you, else you, we're going to lose. You know how this game goes It goes. you're losing this one. I, I guarantee if we hit reset, we win it. But that's not how this game's played. That's not how
1: this game's played and that's not what we do here. That is not what we do. Plus, I'm picking this up because bang. Oh my gosh. Thank goodness. Also, Milro is what? just gassed. He is, he is exhausted. Should we call a timeout? No.
0: Oh,
1: we're going to need those. Yeah, we are going to need those. Oh man, you're going to have to pull out a... Milro's hurt. We're in some serious trouble. All right. Uh, what is your score prediction? What do you think is going to happen? Is this game similar to 2021? Is it completely different? Is the outcome similar, but it's a different game completely? What do you think is going to happen, buddy?
0: No, I don't... I They beat Georgia two years ago because Bryce... Not, not that Milrow hasn't been awesome. But Bryce Young played about as good of a game as an Alabama quarterback's ever played throwing the ball. Yeah. Which, I said that about Milro with the LSU game, but he did that running the ball. Now... I, my score is officially 31-21 Georgia. I just feel like that's about it. Um, again, I give Alabama a very good chance. I'm giving them better than a decent chance at, at finding a way to make this their game. Because they've done it. Because I've seen, I've seen them do it as many times as they have in, in, in the SEC Championship and against Georgia. And they always play well there. Um, back spasms. Get back in there.
1: Oh boy, we're getting back in there in a big way. This is the two-point conversion. He's gonna, still gassed. I'm going to call quarterback power even though he's gassed. Is that a bad idea? I'm going to call this. Oh, let's see what the defense looks like.
0: Oh. you have a you have a spot. I just hope linebackers don't blitz. They
1: did. <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry. It's okay, we're getting the ball back. I threw a pick sorry. six. That uh, should have been for right. the lead. All right. All right, yeah. So that's our that's our Sorry for podcast listeners that we just played NCAA for a long time. Oh, we're winning this game. I'm fine. Uh, podcast Right quick, pause this. Podcasts, we love you so much. Uh, I do have something to say. Okay. Um, for the last four years, I've had two podcasts. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I sign off from my other podcast. And this will be my sole focus podcast.
0: That'll be cool. I am. Congrats, by the way.
1: It's bittersweet. I'm going to miss. If you've ever listened to Hipple One Podcast, thank you. If you haven't, go listen to it. I wasn't very consistent in my uploads there, but it was more of like a passion project and something to get away from the norm of my job. Sure. I will miss that podcast dearly. That being said, I am so excited to make this a sole focus where I can do more with social. We yeah. can do more with the stream, and we can better our graphics package and things like that. So if you've listened to my other podcasts, thank you. I'm excited to make this one my main podcast. Uh, Pats Interference Pod. Thanks for listening. We love you, we'll talk to you soon.